everyone, this is Katie from Maximum Edge, a CIC based in the UK, aimed at strengthening communities and the people within them. You can find us online at www.maximumedge.org.uk. We're also on YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Udemy and Facebook. Okay, what's up everyone? This is Dave from Incremental Gains, recording on behalf of Maximum Edge CIC. Carrying on with our series for 11 to 16 year olds. Slightly different today, I wanted to to maybe get the point of view, flip it on its head a little bit, instead of the 11 to 16 year olds listening, and you can definitely get something from this episode, definitely I guarantee it. But looking at parents listening to this, and parents listening to the point of view of a young adult and maybe the pressures, what they feel at school, parents get a chance to listen to this, maybe it might open their eyes. Partly inspired this episode by a book that I read many, many years ago by Stephen R. Cover, probably one of the very first self-help books written, multi-million seller, very popular book, very interesting book. And one of the chapters in there is titled Understand Before Being Understood. So understanding where someone else is coming from, someone else's point of view, someone else's frame of reference, looking at someone else's view of the world, trying to understand where someone else is coming from before being understood, before giving your point of view across, giving your view of the world. The title of the chapter is Understand Before Being Understood. So that's where this episode is inspired by. I interviewed um, a good friend of mine called TJ, 18, turning 19 years of age soon. And it was interesting to get his take on school life when he was at school. And the, the pressures that he felt at school. The social media platforms were obviously a hell of a lot different to what it was like when I was at school. So good to get his take and what it was like as a young adult growing up in school, especially in this social media age. So I think it's good for maybe a lot of parents to listen to as well. And they'll give them a, maybe a different perspective. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Just a quick note on the uh, book that I mentioned before. Probably a good idea if I give you the title of the book as well. And it's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Cover. 1989 published so like i said an old book but definitely one worth visiting enjoy so go on what school did you go Raynell? Raynell high school what was it what was that like going to Raynell? uh it was all right my high school times weren't the best so you know being being the typical fat kid and that so what point talk about that then what point did you start to fill um Get your, your growth spurts because you're about six foot two now, anyway, aren't you? Yeah, when I, that was when I left school, though. So all through school, so literally probably like the last month of school when I had my growth spurt. But for the rest of it, though, I was just that chubby little, chubby little kid. Uh, I had some was you picked on? Wasn't picked on necessarily. No, I just wasn't popular really, more than anything. You played sports and that, though, didn't you? Was you not in rugby team then, or? I was in the rugby team, but it was more like just just the number, just the, just the space to fill. Wasn't yeah. really one of the best players, but... Yeah. I was the same, to be honest, though. I went, I went Cowley, and I was in the rugby team at Cowley. 
the the A team, by the way, just just so you know, just just to highlight just the A team. Oh yeah, second row. But I was always dead skinny, like and tall and skinny, and never really like was that popular. But even though I still played rugby, but I was never really accepted as as a sporty person. No, I think playing rugby for me though was more of a thing like to make friends and stuff like that. Because obviously leaving primary school when you go friends. to high school, friends. Leaving primary school going to high school, it's like a different thing, isn't it? Like you're meeting all new people. Because I went to primary school in Sutton Manor and then Rainer High School, there was only three people who came from a primary school. So it's like sort of like a whole new new place, really. So That's quite far away from each other, aren't they? Well, they're not far away. It's just going to Sutton Manor Primary School. Everybody from Sutton Manor went to Sutton Academy, so Sutton High School. So going to Rainhill. No, there's only two or three people, I think, from my primary school who went along with me to high school, so. Oh, right. So what, when you went to, to high school and to Rainhill, that, was it a sport that you used to start to maybe get more social and make more mates and that? Well, more so, yeah, because otherwise I'd just be the fat nerd, basically, as they're called, so to say, wouldn't really be doing much, but because I played rugby, I sort of had links with people and made friends with people who played for Fatterweef Rugby Club. So there was yeah. quite, quite a lot of kids who went to Britain Hill who played rugby through Fatterweef, so I knew them from that. So I already started rugby before I joined high school. Yeah. Everyone from the rugby team, with it being in Blackbrook, went to Haydock High School, so there's no one from that team going there. But even just from the other teams, I found friends through that. So yeah. It was a good start, really, to yeah. get me into the high school life, like... And what um, uh, what points did social media start to come into school? Because obviously, well, not obviously, but for, for, I know you don't know. I know I look like early thirties, late twenties, early thirties. <coughs> yeah, I'm gonna be forty this year. So when I was at school, there was there was no social media. We, literally, we were just getting emails when I was at school. So emails were just coming on board. Whereas now, your generation and the generation below you uh, are more more in tune with social media, Instagram, or your, your TikToking, or your Facebooking, your Twitters, mm-hmm. so on FaceTime, all these now are platforms for young people to, to get on. At what point did that start becoming a thing for you, social media? So iPhones and all these smartphones and stuff like that, I think they just first started coming out when I started high school. So I know for a, I know for a fact before that, I don't know if you remember, but it was Blackberries, wasn't it? BBM, Blackberry Blackberries, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the when full, I full keypad on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So when I started year seven, everyone was using BBM, so Blackberry Messenger, and that everyone had Blackberries. But yeah. then I think the iPhone four came out when I started year seven, so everyone started getting them. And then from there, everyone just started using the Snapchat and the Instagram and stuff like that. For me, I wasn't really didn't really know what I was doing with it because I started, like I said, it being in year seven, you get. Oh, well, I was lucky enough to be able to get a smartphone or a, yeah. a, whatever you want to call it, an iPhone. And then when I got Instagram and stuff like that, I wasn't really knowing what I was doing because it was a new thing to me. So you just post silly pictures and stuff like that and you wouldn't have any followers. But there'd be some people, like people who are already more experienced and stuff like that, you've got older friends who had it and stuff and they'd get more followers and stuff. So the main thing with Instagram and stuff like that when I was younger, it was all about getting the likes and the followers and stuff like that. And then for the people who didn't really get as many followers, they'd be the less popular people. So the more likes you get on your pictures and the more followers you get, and linked really to how many friends you'd have in school and stuff. So, so there's a massive, massive pressure on then young people to to 
get those likes. How do they do it then? So they must wake up in the morning and think, right, I need to put content out on my social media to make sure to get the likes. Yeah, yeah, so the way it works is really, well, when I was in school, you had it more so. If you can have all the flashy clothes and stuff, which seems silly because when you're in school, it's not you who's paying for that, it's the parents. Yeah. So, so I think really the problem you've got is you've got, in like every aspect of life, you've got rich families and poor families, okay? And the rich families, they can buy the kids all these flashy clothes and stuff like that. And this, really, because of social media and stuff, this gets those kids all the likes and all the followers because they've got all this expensive stuff on. So I think really a main problem you've got, like I said, is when the parents are buying the kids expensive stuff, and which is nice because they've got themselves to that position to be able to get that stuff for the kids. But then you've got the other kids who ne can't necessarily afford all that stuff. So they're just trying to keep up with it really, but they can't really do it. Well, how much stuff can you actually buy that's... Because surely in school uniform, what, what can you buy a pair of trainers? Well, that's really been shut down. That started when I... Well, I think it was just changed in my school when I left in year 11. So I think my, my school year was the last year to allow to wear their own trainers. So when I was in school, my mum would always just buy me pumps and stuff because she knows for a fact that I'd just ruin my shoes, which is what I always did. Yeah. But, but back then, I wouldn't realise. And I'd see all these kids and they'd be wearing D-squared shoes, Hugo Boss shoes and stuff like that. And then I'd just think, oh, I need, I need a nice pair of trainers for school. Or 110s, all Nike shoes and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you'd have the other kids who just have the normal school shoes and you would get bullied, really. Not bullied completely, but you'd just get the odd comments if you didn't have designer shoes on, really. Yeah, well, that was the same with me. It was at school as well, that, in terms of, like, what coat you wore or... Yeah, well, that was another thing as well, coats. So, like, with the trainers, that's been stopped because you're not really allowed to wear trainers anymore. They all have to, have to wear school shoes. Mm -hmm. But I think even still now, coats, and you might think it's daft, because, well, I, I knew it was daft anyway, and I wasn't really too bothered by it. But in school, because uh, being very ill as well, there's quite a lot of rich places around it, like more high-riding population, so you'd say. And the kids would be wearing Canada Gooses or Montclair coats and stuff like that. And you're talking That's like crazy, that, isn't it? you're talking like 800 pound coats, 600 pound coats. And when you've got a kid walking around in a 600 pound coat, then you you're probably going to struggle to keep up, even as like an adult, really. Yeah, definitely. So when, when you're a kid as well and you don't realise properly the concepts of money, you just think, oh, I want a Canada Goose, and then you've got kids telling the parents, oh, I want this coat for Christmas, I want this coat for Christmas, and the parents can't afford it, so what you're mm -hmm. supposed to do is try and deal with that, and then that's when you go on to like, the people wearing fake stuff. Okay, so you get some parents who can't just can't afford an 800 pound coat, which is the same with probably most people, Yeah, and they start buying the fake stuff, and that's another thing where people would be getting skittered. So if you've got a kid walking around with a fake coat, they're just a perfect target there to get bullied really. Yeah, yeah. So, why have you got a fake coat? Oh, in my school we call it Jag. Why have you got a Jag coat on? What is it, Jag? Jag, that was like just a word term people had used for fake because it was a scout, it was supposed to be a scout school towards the end of the school Prescott, yeah. so they'd all, all think they're... I know it's easy, it's easy to say in hindsight, but the more you're probably better just embracing the fact that you've not got... Uh, a top mate coat rather than buying a black one, aren't you? Well, well, that's that's what I mean. I spoke to my friend about it before. Like now, being where I'm at now, like even when I was in college, like all the way up until I left school, I'd always be really materialistic because that's just what's being around me. Like that's what other kids are wearing and stuff like that. But you're not now, though. Are you having known you a little bit now? You're not at all, are you? That's what I mean. I've completely changed now. Like my mindset. I think it's because as soon as I left school, I started working, and when I started earning my own money. And then you realise, well, yeah, yeah. You realise 
what you want to spend your money and what you don't want to. Don't get me wrong, when I got my first paycheck, I did start buying more expensive stuff just because it's not something that I've ever had. And this wasn't because my mum and dad didn't buy it for me and they couldn't afford it for me. It's because they thought it was better and I agree with them to not let me have that sort of stuff. Yeah. So don't get me wrong, I had designer stuff like jeans and stuff like that, but I'd never ever get bought something expensive to wear to school, which is right really, because you don't need to, it's just the uniform, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So when I when I first started working, like I say, you realise as well because you get your own uniform to go to work, and when you're in school, you feel like you can't stand a uniform, like you just don't want to wear it. But then you realise at the end of the day, it's just a uniform. Like I wear five pound Clark shoes for when I went to Asda, and then I was not bothered at all. No one there was bothered. But if it was to wear five pound Clark shoes when I was in school, then yeah. it was like the worst day ever. <laughs> I'd hide a pair of trainers in my bag to work to school and yeah. stuff, and it was just like I mean, there's nothing wrong with earning earning your money and being able to treat yourself and buy yourself some stuff. But I know, I know, knowing you now for a little bit that it's not like if you buy something, it's got to be like the, the top names. No, do you know what I mean? No, and especially when when you get to my age, <laughs> everything's just for function. You buy something that's comfy, or it might look alright, but the main idea behind it is that like. It's comfy, you get plenty of words out of it. Yeah. And it does does the job or whatever. Yeah. Well, obviously when you're in school, so linking back to Instagram and stuff like that, all you see all the time, like all the celebrities and stuff, they wear all expensive stuff. So that straight away makes you think, well, it's cool to have that expensive stuff, so you want to try and keep up with it. So I think that's why the kids are also putting pressure on the parents, so I understand if there's any parents who've got kids in school, they've probably heard it before, like saying, Oh my mum this or I want that or I want this and it's something which is really quite expensive and you just can't justify paying for it but there's some parents have realised as well that can actually be overpowered by the kids because you get some kids who can be aggressive to the parents and sometimes you could say spoiled but it's a difficult one that though isn't it because your kids are getting your young adults and that in school are getting picked on or bullied because they've not got the, the latest gear yeah. So then, as a parent, do you give in and maybe spend over the odds on a jacket or a decent pair of trainers for your for your your, your child, knowing that that might stop the bullying? But then it's a vicious circle in it. Then your kid just wants something the next time is more expensive. Or yeah, better. yeah. And the other, the other thing you don't realise as a kid as well is you're going to grow out of stuff. So, for example, like I said, I was always quite small and chubby through school, and as soon as I left school, I grew out of all my clothes anyway. So even if even if my parents did buy me all that expensive stuff, it'd be no use to me now because I just grew straight out of it. And as a kid, that is definitely something which you don't realise, like your shoes and stuff. So looking at that now, like I just see all remember all these kids who've had all these expensive coats and expensive shoes, and I just think that must have been so much money wasted for just one year in school. Because by the back when it comes to the end of the year, then it's pointless having anyway, isn't it? No. And again, it's easy in hindsight, but to to ask your parents to provide the the best kind of clothing they can afford so you don't get bullied, so you're seen as a popular kid, so yeah. you're seen as one of the, the cool people in school. While you're in school, and again, it's easy for us to stay now in hindsight now that we've left, but it doesn't actually matter, does it? Once you leave school, yeah. you're never going to see them people again in your life. But for that period of time in school... It's the most important thing It's to the you. most important thing to you, yeah. innit? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it even go it even goes down to like phones as well. So like I was saying, everyone getting the new phones. When Christmas had come, so with Snapchat and stuff, Snapchat is basically 
for anyone who doesn't know, you're uh, taking pictures and then you write a message and stuff like that. But it became quite a thing. Was that the main? Yeah. Was that the main platform for you when you was at school? Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. So I think Snapchat was the main platform for kids to talk to each other and stuff. And it sounds daft because you think, well, why not just send a message? But I'm even still on it now. Like, I never ever knew well as well because I always ignore messages. But because that's all that I've ever been on, I only ever look at Snapchat, Instagram, or Facebook. And I'm only just recently looking at WhatsApp because I've never used that. So I had, I had, I, It has been noted that, yeah, you do not ever Yeah, it has been noted. Like, but on that you'd get kids taking pictures of the stuff, like I said. So Christmas was another was a thing I'd always remember. So you'd always get uh, people taking pictures of stuff which they got for Christmas. And I, I've been, I've been luckily, one of the people who's been well off and stuff like that because my parents have done well and they, they can't afford nice things for me. So I had no problems with that. But you know, there'd be other kids and I just think to myself, like how they must have felt being the mindset which they had when you'd see kids taking pictures of the new phone, the watch, yeah. the coats, clothes. And you're talking, I've seen some kids who've got easy, well over worth £2,000 worth of stuff for Christmas. And then you get some families who can only afford, actually knew a lad when I was in school, and his parents had just given 50 quid, and that's all you get for Christmas. Yeah. But to him, he was he was quite a quite a, a person who embraced it quite early, really. Like, he wasn't really too bothered by it. Like, he'd just be happy, and if anyone said anything to him, he'd just say, I'm not bothered, you know what I mean? So he'd come in wearing his scuffed, scuffed up shoes and stuff and his cheap bag. And whenever whenever anyone would try and skit him for it, he'd just say, I'm, well, what's your problem? Like, I can't help it. Like, I'm not yeah, bothered. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, look, and looking back then, like, I used to say to my mates, stuff was like, how does he put up with that? Like, how can he deal with that? And then now... You know, without, like, you don't have to name names or anything, <clears throat> but you know what he's doing at the moment? Well, he, he's, he was the same as me. He started working and now he's working full-time he's a he's a builder he's doing he's doing building but he went to college and apprenticeship and stuff like that yeah. and now he's, he's earning a good wage yeah and compared well, to the, probably assuming <clears throat> i don't i don't know the person he ran about in that but i assume that he's got his head screwed on he knows the value of money yeah he has if he has got his own kids he's going to be passing that knowledge down to them yeah so good on him yeah well, that's what i mean like i always speak to a friend about it i still speak to from school and we just always talk about like how you look at the people now who was the popular kids in school and what they're doing, and then you look at the kids who weren't as popular and weren't wearing the expensive stuff, and you can see how they're progressing better. So, for example, that lad I was talking about then, as soon as he finished school, he started an apprenticeship, and now he's well on his way to being quite a high up in, yeah. the, building, in the building trade or whatever you want to call it, I'm not too sure. But then these kids who were just getting the stuff off the parents on Snapchat and Instagram putting oh can't find a job anywhere, can't do anything, doing whatever. Yeah. Feeling feeling entitled, like the Yeah, yeah. Getting something handed to him on the, on a plate rather than putting the time in and having to work for some and there's some of them even still now they're still now. And they've not had jobs since leaving school. So that's talking three years, nearly coming up to four years since I've left school. Yeah. yeah. And they've not worked a day in their life. Yeah. Again, I think it's important to to go over the point that we said before. Where I know when you're in it, it's the most important time of your life. School. When yeah. you're in it, you're involved. You can't see outside that that school environment and the the little clicks that go on inside it and the power struggles for being popular and all that. But it's a small, such a small part of your life. Once you leave, none of that really applies, does it? Nothing. Like, it's literally, like, I remember the day I left school. So, 
the day I left school, I was obviously taking pictures and all that, signing the shirt and everything, what you do. But as soon as I walked out them gates, after that day, the next time I've seen anyone from school, except, well, there's one person I'm still friends with from school. The next time I've seen anyone or even spoke to anyone, I've probably messaged people for the first week or so, leaving yeah. this Sunday. But after that, the next time I've seen them was results day. And yeah. I've not seen anyone from school since. Yeah. So all those friend groups and stuff like that, which you have when you're in school and all the clicks and all the stuff, it just all goes. Unless unless yeah. you go to college with them, obviously. There's some people who stick and go to college with each other. But you all go your different way. So there's a few people who went to college where I went. But even in college, I didn't speak to them either. I mean, <laughs> I met new friends from different schools. You meet all new people. Yeah. But when, when you're in school, you think everything's so important and you think it's all going to matter. But as soon as you're gone, then that's it. Simple, it? it you get a whole, whole set of new problems. Yeah. <laughs> So going back to a kind of the, the school environment, back when I was at school, there was obviously pressures to um, start drinking, mm-hmm. start to find alcohol, what, what, whatever age that may be. Certainly secondary school, early early years of secondary school, you start finding alcohol, maybe a bit of peer pressure to, to look into get, get alcohol, whether you get someone to go in for you or some of the people who are old enough to actually, or look old enough to go and buy it. You start knocking about on parks. Is that the same pressures on young people nowadays, or is it different? Well, definitely. When I was in school, um, to be honest with you, it was quite a phantom year, really. So we'd always say like our year was the most boring out of the whole school. So everyone in our year, there'd be no parties, no drinking, or anything like that. Because yeah. I don't know what was different, but definitely looking at the other years in school, that was definitely going on. I think even more so in the years below, and even now still. Just looking, I might have not realised when I was in school, but looking now, there's a lot of younger people who are starting to drink in that, like even as young as year seven and year eight. But when I was in school, it wasn't, well, my year, there wasn't really much of that going on, like I say. But I think the pressures comes from, but more so what I noticed, there was a few people smoking and stuff, but I think it's when they've got older friends. So when I started year seven, Anyone else in any of year, like looking up, to be year, obviously year eight, year nine, year ten, year eleven, they'd be like complete strangers to me. But then you get some people who've got older brothers and older sisters and stuff, and then they yeah. start they start realizing what goes on in the high years from learning from the siblings. So if you've got a older brother in year eleven, and you've just started year seven, let's say he's quite a. Let's so say how old will you be in year eleven? Uh, year 11, you're 15, 10 to 16. So you've got, and when you're in year 7, you're 10 going to 11. Yeah. So if you've got an older brother who's, let's say, a naughty kid and he doesn't do well in school and he's smoking and drinking and stuff like that, I think that's quite a lot of learned behaviour. So if you see that there's your older brother smoking, you're you, gonna think, do it as well. you think, oh yeah, go on, I'll start smoking. And then you start getting cigs off your older brother and yeah. they start getting passed around the younger people. And then you get some people who uh, turn into that so they think, oh, one and he's doing that that's cool let's do that so once again on snapchat you get people taking pictures of like their alcohol and the cigs and stuff like that and they yeah. all start thinking oh yeah that, that's cool let's, let's start doing that i was gonna but say think, that does that end up being more like a one-upmanship as well so you've got people who are wearing all the good good gear expensive gear so that gets put on your social media platform and yeah going out maybe having a few whatever you drink when you're that age over the park that gets put on your Snapchat. So then yeah, that's yeah. even more notoriety to it. So people think you're cool. That adds more peer pressure, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
So I think you'd realise that like, when you're talking about clips and stuff like that, like you said, you'd have your, well, from me noticing in school, you had like your rich kids, so your kids who'd be wearing all the expensive clothes and stuff. Then you'd have like your poorer kids, but the parents would still bite into the pressures of buying them expensive stuff. So they still have the, the expensive stuff, but they can't, they sort of like pretending. Yeah. Because they'd have this expensive stuff and then they'd be going home to not really very much, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think the these younger people, or the group who aren't, the poorer people, so to say, they'd start the drinking and the smoking to look cooler. So yeah. if they live in a family where they can't afford to buy expensive stuff, they'd probably nick wine or nick alcohol or nick the cigs off the mum and stuff like that. Yeah. And they'd use that as a way to... to the, get a bit popular, yeah. Get yeah. a bit more popular, yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's sort of like... They all want something a bit different to give them a bit of an edge on top of each other. Yeah. And you'd have people who'd be smoking and you can just tell they don't like it. Like <laughs> it was probably as well more so the girls. Girls smoking and drinking more, I think. Yeah. And I just I just think like it was like you say, it's a popularity thing trying to get trying to be, be different than everyone else. So I used to got like you had all like the, the sporty, sporty people who were in the rugby teams or football yeah. teams. The athletics, uh, and then you had the more academic people. So the people who are going on like the, the the maths clubs, the chess clubs, people who were um, a good musically. So you had that kind of group who were more academically better yeah. than other people. Um, they stuck together, but it was always the for the want of a better term, the in betweeners, who always struggled fitting in because they maybe weren't the most popular in terms of sport. They weren't yeah. that good academically, so they were the ones who maybe might give in to that peer pressure to go and maybe go and drink or start smoking just to have yeah. that one niece that they could identify with, that gang that they could think of. I'm part of that gang to find yeah. that identity of smoking, drinking, because they didn't fit into, I'm generalising, but the, either the sporty bit or the academic bit. So yeah, I, 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 as you say, like an in between. I think I'd like to have classed myself as an in between, really, because I didn't go down the smoking path or anything like that, and I didn't walk around wearing the expensive stuff. So I think one thing which helped me a lot when I was in school, I'm not trying to say I'm some sort of comedian, but well, it didn't help me at all, really. But I was, the class, <laughs> I thought like trying to be a class clown, so try and be the funny, funny person sort of thing. Yeah. So that's why I didn't really do the best in school and I think that's probably leading me to college still probably why I got ended up getting kicked out of college because I was class so what, was that, what was that masking then what was the comedy act trying to mask so it was just trying to mask me like you say you want to be different don't you, you want to be you want to be noticed you want to be sort of like not just yeah. that normal person who does yeah. who just goes on with the school life sort of thing like you want to be different so your or, default your default was to try and be like popular through being funny and being yeah good. yeah yeah like yeah so when i was in classes and stuff like that i'd get sent out and stuff i wouldn't i'd never be i'd never be like rude or uh naughty so i'd say i'd just try and be funny a bit disruptive through being like the class disruptive's the perfect word for it yeah so the only the, my my main problem was being disrupt, disruptive and it wasn't in a rude way or in a can't really think of the word i'm trying to say it wasn't like i was being I don't know, like abusive or yeah, yeah. You get some yeah. kids you'd just get, a bit mis mischievous, like yeah. yeah, mischievous. So you'd get some kids who like swearing at teachers and throwing throwing pens at students, yeah. and bullying students in class, or just really being rude. But I'd just yeah, be yeah. like 
making the odd joke or trying to just get attention really. It was an attention yeah. seeker basically. Yeah. And I think that was probably I can I can what, see that in your attention seeking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that <laughs> that's it works for me in terms of getting in the popularity loop, uh, yeah. loop and not getting bullied, but it didn't work in terms of getting good grades and yeah. getting their down because that's one thing I could never do. Yeah. And I think trying me trying to hide away from that was by being funny, like I said. Mm-hmm. So that's a good. Uh, go on, sorry. No, go. On. So you mentioned there about um, a way of maybe doing it so you wasn't bullied and that. We go back to bullying then, because again, my reference when I was at school, there was no social media, so people who did get picked on. I know there's various degrees of bullying, and it can lead to like really bad consequences. Um, so we'll just sort of generalise when we talk about bullying, people being picked on, name called, maybe a bit um, violence here and there. When I was at school, because there was no social media, once you finished school, say you was being picked on or bullied, once you left school and were at home, unless you send them people out and about who bullied you, the bullying didn't really carry on. Yeah. Now we know because of social media, people can be bullied online constantly, other people can be involved. It's A lot of it's anonymous, so people don't know who's doing it. You can be bullied by people or another school just because they've got access to your your uh, social media platform. What's your experience, not necessarily from yourself, but what you saw in school regarding bullying and all that kind of thing? So when I was in school, it was more so, like you say, once again, Snapchat was the main, was the main platform for everyone. So... What would happen is on Snapchat, you'd have you can have group chats. So as you would with your work or yeah. stuff like that, you get group chats. And if someone puts something on Instagram, like let's say a picture, and they had a bit close on or something, then you get people screenshotting that and then. Oh, sending what? It. Is that a make or do you mean it actually ripped? Just, just rip. No, just a ripped, like a ripped coat. No, it's not a make. It's just <laughs> a general hole in a coat. So. <laughs> Let's say someone had a ripped coat on or they just, it wasn't a nice picture or so someone didn't think it was. Yeah. That could get screenshotted and then it'd get passed into a group chat and then everyone on the group chat would be slagging it off and then it'd all be going here, there and everywhere. And another thing, it wasn't in the younger years because it's just something which never happens, but let's say like someone's messaging a girl and they, se- they send a picture, they send a new picture, which was happening year nine all the way to year 11 really. Yeah. I would never do that. Of course not. But there was girls, so let's say the girls took a picture of the boobs and sent it to a lad. The lad had screenshot that and then it could get passed all the way around the school through various group chats. And then if imagine you're a fourteen year old girl or a fourteen year old lad who's took a picture thinking you know what you're doing of where other people aren't supposed to see. And then you see that on everyone's Snapchat story or yeah. you're going to be struggling from it really aren't you I think that laws have brought in for that now aren't they as well obviously they wouldn't have been when you were the age but I think laws have brought in now aren't they to where you can you can get done for that I'm not sure to be honest but I, I imagine that's if there is a law and that's one which needs there is, there is now like I don't know how far the laws go back but there is law now being brought in that if you do I don't know what the term is but if you do pass on um, a private picture or uh whatever the, the word would be, if you pass on a picture of that, yeah. something like that, then you can be done for it, like, yeah. Yeah. You ever seen a, the, the episode, do you watch Black Mirror? No, I don't watch Black Mirror, no. There's an episode on Black Mirror, One, I can't remember what series it is, but you know what it is, though, have you heard of it? Black yeah, I've Mirror. heard of it. Yeah. So it's about, like, they, they go into the future and they, they, they talk about issues that, that might happen in the future, but done, like, 
as a drama, as a series. And there's one episode where basically your whole purpose in life is to get likes. So everything you do is to get likes and get... If you get more likes, you get more tokens, which means you can buy more things. Yeah, yeah. And everyone is walking around miserable as sin. But the portray what they portray on their social media is similar to what we're seeing now, where everyone's perfect, happy families. Yeah. Everyone's loving life, dead successful. And that's the image that they want to portray on social media. But in reality, everyone's dead sad and miserable. They've got yeah. no friends, they're not talking. But then they'll post it on this particular episode. They post a picture of a cup of coffee with a little bite out of a biscuit, dead sunny day. And everything is just to gain popularity or get more likes. And yeah, it's a, it's almost like art imitating life because that's the way it's becoming, isn't it? Yeah, especially, like you said, in school as well, when you've literally, your, your only thing you're doing is going to school, like you say, your popularity and your likes and stuff like that, that is that is life like to you at that moment in time. Your whole purpose of life is to be popular in school. I know. And stuff, so. I've always, I've always asked myself uh, the question, what I would do, and I've not got really got an answer for it, but what would I do if the child was being bullied at school? But it was also online as well, and they were saying like they don't want to go to school. But then, the the platform that they're using for to communicate with the mates is is social media. Yeah. But yeah, they're also getting bullied on that. I don't know what the answer is, but is it to take away the their iPad, the laptop, or well, me personally? Don't... Like, I, I've I've thought about that quite a lot as well. To be honest, like thinking when would I? Because you see kids now in primary school who've got phones and stuff, and I think yeah. that's far too young to have a phone. So I can understand kids having their phones for when they're going out, so so you can keep keep an eye on and that's what I mean. So that's the problem you've got now. You've got phones being portrayed and advertised as this great way that you can keep in touch with all your family and stuff like that, however young they be. So you might have the problem where you think, well, I can't take the phone off them because if you've not got the phone, then I can't keep in touch with myself. But I just think I, I think unless your kids in high school. I don't think they need a phone. So I think kids so in 11, primary, 11 plus. Yeah, so when they start high school, I think they need a phone. But it's it's like you say, it's a vicious circle again. So what my thought process would be, I'd think, well, I'd just give my kid a phone, a burner phone, let's say, as they call them. A Where burner only kids, phone. A burner, a burner phone. I've been watching too much Top Line, haven't I? <laughs> um, a burner phone where all they can do is ring and message. So there's no social media, there's no stuff like that but then you've got the problem of well if your kids going to school with that phone they're going to get bullied for only having that phone yeah so it's like you say it's a vicious circle you don't know what you're supposed to do with it but i think if you've got a kid who's getting bullied and they've got a smartphone or they've got a snapchat instagram stuff like that i don't think they need it to be honest with you i think it can there's other ways to keep in touch with your friends you can see them when you go to school like you said yeah. when you was, when you was in school you didn't need it and it they might get kids in school saying to them, why have you not got Snapchat, why have you not got blah, 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 but I think they'd get less hassle from that than from getting hassled on social media, so you might get some kids who've got social media and they don't get bullied on it, or they're not, so then that's fair enough, but if you've yeah. got a kid who's mental health really, really struggling from it, from the abuse they're getting, then I think there's no problem in just just deleting it. Just switching it off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one thing... One thing which my dad did when I had it, you have an Apple ID, don't you, where you um, yeah. download apps and stuff like that. He had control of that. So if there wasn't an app on my phone, if I wanted that app, I'd have to ask him for it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the time, like I said, to me, it seemed like the worst thing ever and I'd, I'd hate him for it because I think, well, I can't understand my own. Why can't I understand my own? And looking back now, I commend him for it. So to say, like, I'm, I'm really happy he did that because I couldn't just have whatever I wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's given you a bit of freedom, but yeah, he's the one who's going to be governing what app you can have. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that was all the way through until left school. So yeah. until it was like that from year seven till year 11. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was. I know it's not social media, but it's another way people communicate and stuff like that. But um, Xbox, so gaming things, and I bet there's people who've got kids who sit on Xbox or PlayStation until four o'clock in the morning. That's just a complete no-no for me, I think, because it's just the way that affects you going to school. So I had friends in school who was having um, all these gaming stuff and stuff like that, and they'd be coming in school the next day after having two hours sleep from being online. So my, I, had an, I had a PlayStation. But my dad had never let me have online on it. So yeah, it'd, just, yeah. it'd just be just playing a game, but not going online where you can speak to other people and stuff yeah. like that. But See, that's something I never even I never even thought about because technology wasn't that advanced. No. We were, like, doing games and stuff. But, yeah, you forget that even though, like, a, a young person might be isolated up in the room, you don't think they'd come into that much harm, really. They could be, like, communicating with... Anybody and everyone, couldn't they? Yeah, definitely. So on on Xbox and stuff, but you could class it as another social media because it is yeah. really socialised. But you've got people on it who are like 13, 14, however old they are. So if you've got an eight-year-old son who's on Xbox or let's say 11 because it's in high school, they could be speaking to all the people on that and then it can link to that. So you could be on Xbox with someone and then they'll go, oh, watch your Snapchat and then, do you know what I mean? So then you've got yeah. a 30, a 30-year-old 30 fella adding an 11-year-old on Snapchat. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think that's another thing which people should really be cautious of, like, playing that. Because I just, I don't I don't see the benefit, really, of even letting him game. Because I just think, got, give, letting him go and sit on Xbox for a bit. Or, for example, I think a lot of parents do now, letting him sit on the phone. It's mm-hmm. an easy way out. So if you've got a kid who's mithering you, yeah, yeah. and they constantly want attention, you can just buy him an Xbox or buy him a phone. Yeah, no, that, that's them um, occupied for a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I never really was that interested in gaming and stuff because I wasn't wasn't allowed to really. Yeah. And I just feel better for it because when I was in when I was in school, like I said, I had mates who'd have Xboxes and we'd all sit on it and we'd all speak to each other on the night. And once again, I hated my dad for it at the time because I think, well, all my mates are on Xbox, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. can't why can't I just go on Xbox with him? And then now looking back, I think, well, I'm glad because I'd go out on my bike. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of times when I'd go, I'd message my mates and stuff and I'd say, oh, you're coming out? And they'd be like, no, I'm sitting on Xbox. And they'd stay off until five o'clock in the morning and be going to school the next morning. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's, I think that's an example of uh, a way of parenting where he's looking after your best interests for the future and not just in the in the... In the short term, just giving you something that'll occupy you for a little bit. Yeah, he's actually like not just trying to be a friend. He's actually being a parent and saying like, "I know what I know how this could end up, so you're not going to have it." Yeah, or I'll control how much you could have it. Yeah, and eventually you might not think it, but you'll thank me for it in the long run. Yeah, yeah. So it, like you said, it's a hard thing for a parent to do. So as a parent, you might look at that and think, "Well, I'm going to have to just get him because he's going to hate me if I don't." So it's back to the clothes and stuff like that and the best clothes yeah. you think unless I buy them that they're not going to like me or love me as a parent 
But I'd, I, I reckon most kids, maybe nine out of ten kids, when they got older, would realise what you've done and appreciate yeah. what you've done for them. Yeah. But, so it might be a hard thing at the time saying no, because saying no for some parents is really hard as it shows. Mm-hmm. But I think in the long term, it definitely is a better thing to do to just say no. Yeah. I think it's important to, to clarify again, even when we was on about before, about being in school and that. You, at the time, it's such an important part of your life. And you think the whole world revolves around you and your school life and the problems that you have with it. And at the time, yeah, they are problems to what you're experiencing. So they are important to you. But in a few years' time, none of it's going to matter. The lessons yeah. that you've learnt and you might hate your parents for a little bit because they can't let you have the most up-to-date model of iPhone. But in the yeah. long run, they're doing it for a reason and you'll understand in a few years' time what that reason was. Yeah. yeah, like it, it, there's some kids, and these are the kids who get the best grades at school. But a lot of kids, and I was the same. You forget the whole reason why you're going to school. And mm-hmm. The whole reason you're going to school is to do your GCSEs and get and get the grades the, to move on. The foundation life. to to move from there as you get older. Yeah. And then you forget about that. Well, most kids forget about that, and they think the whole reason you go to school is to impress and is to yeah be popular and stuff. And it's quite funny, really. How you forget the whole reason why you're there. Yeah, but when you've got that in your head, that that's the reason you're there. I feel like you just want to do any, you want to do anything to try and be a popular person, like you said. So definitely, I think yeah. it's probably a good thing if you can remind your kids actually why they're at school, and that's not to be the most popular or to get loads of likes on Instagram. The reason you're at school at the end of the day is so you can learn. And that's why you get kids who get kicked out of school, like ours yourself, get kicked out of college. You forget why you're there. The yeah. yeah. It'd be good to remind Definitely. your kids of that. It's a good point, yeah. And I think that's um, a good way to end it, actually. So we know and we understand that school is hard, school is tough. The problems that young people experience nowadays, especially with social media, what we're essentially saying is it is a difficult time. School life is difficult for parents and for kids. You've got all the problems that I experienced when I was younger at school, but they're all compounded because of social media and all the different um, platforms that you can use now. So it's, it's and with the celebrity status and culture as well, like all these celebs doing stuff that people want to copy and emulate. What we're saying is it is really difficult, but the reasons why you're there, and in a few years, although it doesn't seem like it, it's not going to really matter that much yeah. in the school. Your mindset completely changes once you leave school. Well, it, it did for me, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to think it would for most people. But as soon as you left school, you realise that all that all that pain you've put on yourself, all that pressure you've put on yourself to try and impress people, it all just goes. And then you look back and you think, well, I wish I actually just did the whole reason why I was there, which was to learn. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of things I wish I did different in school looking back now, but you don't realise that until you leave. So hindsight's a wonderful thing, eh? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's why it can be so frustrating for parents as well, like you say, because as a parent, you've already been through that school life and you know what they're going yeah. through, but you just can't get it into the red. Yeah, but, and I think, I think every, I mean, I can't speak as a parent because no uh, offense, <laughs> no offense, TJ, um, I can't speak as a parent, but if I was sort of speaking to a, a young person who asked for advice or whatever. And I can think of loads of things that I would have done differently in school because I can yeah. see the potential that you can that you could get out of school or college. So it's it's obviously frustrating for parents 
you can see the the child maybe not not fulfilling the potential and not doing the best in school because they know once it's gone that period of time, it's gone on it. Yeah, they're not going to get it back. Yeah. And no. although it does seem difficult when you're in it and you're living it on a day-to-day basis, as a, as a child or as a young adult, I think it's important to try and... That's why I've got you on today. To You're only a few years out of sort of college and that, aren't you? Yeah. So just to give that perspective back of, like, utilise this time wisely. Yeah. Or try not to give in to this box of being popular. Yeah. It's nice to be popular, yeah, but once you leave school, that doesn't do you any good whatsoever. No, definitely not. Just need to try and not dra- try and not drag yourself into the pressures of society. Just do your own thing. Just get your head down in school. Once you once you're finished, it's gone. So the best thing to do when you go to school is just get your work done and just not try and impress other people. Because it didn't really work for me. So <laughs> nice one, Tej. Thank you no for worries. that. It's okay. Brilliant. And we'll speak soon. See you later.